0: This is Psalms to God, Season 1, Episode 4, A Father's Love. You can find the transcripts for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash a father's love. As soon as Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and told him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who had come with her crying, he was deeply moved in his spirit and troubled. Where have you put him? He asked. Lord, they told him, come and see. Jesus wept. John chapter 11, verses 32 through 35. CSB. Hey guys, welcome back to the Psalms to God podcast. So, I know that today I was planning to do another um, high school yearbook superlatives episode where we talk about a particular person. Um, And I had kind of planned it out and decided what I was going to talk about. But one thing led to another, and some things happened. And then the Holy Spirit moved me to talk about something else. So, when the Holy Spirit moves you to talk about something else, you start talking about something else. Um, This past weekend was a uh, interesting experience and because of that interesting experience, I ended up staying up all night Friday night um, with a sick cat and uh, about, I don't know, 3.30, quarter to four in the morning, um, the Holy Spirit just kind of started giving me things to, to talk about. And so I just turned on the recording software on my computer and started to record. And what was left is, um, I guess, what I want to give you today. Unfortunately, because it was 3 something in the morning and I was really just recording to get my thoughts down, I didn't necessarily think that that was going to be the episode for today. Um, so, I just wanted to record what I was thinking. I didn't really hook up the mic or anything like that. So, I apologize if the sound quality is not, you know, the best quality ever. But I just felt like it wasn't worth re recording because I just felt like it was real in the moment that I recorded it. So, this is what I had to say at a quarter to four in the morning, uh, Saturday morning. If you've been listening to my episodes, then uh, you probably remember in one episode, there was like a weird sound. Um, Actually in a couple of episodes, there may sound like bells are jingling in the background or something, or like the rustling of something or just like a sudden thud. And usually it's my cat Bubbles. Um, I don't lock her out of the room when I record because I know that will make her upset. And then she's just going to stand at the door and whine. And you'll probably hear her whining in the background. So I let her come and go as I record the episodes. And sometimes she sits there quietly and sometimes she doesn't. Um, But I've had bubbles for eight years. It'll be nine years in May. And when I first got her, she was so tiny, you guys. She weighed less than a pound. She weighed, I think, something like nine ounces, eight or nine ounces. She fit in the palm of my hand and um, she was just so sick. I didn't know she was sick when I got her, but she was, I'm pretty sure she would have died if I had not gotten her when I did. Basically, um, if you actually go to the Psalms to God website, I have a story about when I actually adopted her, but um, she was at a rescue shelter, and when I first saw her, I didn't actually want her. Um, That sounds so horrible, but she was the runt of the litter. She was pretty scraggly looking, and I was actually looking at her brother. Um, Her brother was this beautiful, uh, long-haired, white cat with, like, brown ears, and... It was like nice and fluffy and that's kind of what kind of cat I wanted but I didn't want a male cat um, because just like dogs, male c- cats are territorial and sometimes male cats will spray um, things and um, I knew that I was going to have this cat in my house all the time and I did not want my cat peeing on my couch and on the floor and on the walls and wherever um, and I've never had a male cat that was strictly an indoor cat. So I was like, I really want a female cat. And so I kind of moved on. And as I was walking away from the cat, care, the cat area, the kitten's area, um, Bubbles decided to scale the little cage trying to follow me. Um, but she was too weak to actually hold herself up the, um, as she climbed the rungs of the bars. And she ended up falling into her water tray. So they had to take her out to her. and as they went to go get the towel, um, I asked, could I hold her? So when I took her into my hands, she, you know, dug into my shirt, not into my skin, but like into my shirt, and um, yeah, she wasn't letting go. So I ended up doing the drying, and um, they didn't want to let her go because they actually said she was too young to adopt, and You know, I had some words with the people and, um, you know, I was like, look, I'm a farm girl. I've nursed puppies, kittens, cows. I'm going to take this cat because it's not like you can take care of it. So they let me take her. I took her home. um, And within like a day or two, she was wheezing. She did not play like a kitten normally plays. And... She was just really sick. Um, I took her to the vet. Y'all, I spent like $1,000 in vet bills on this cat when I first got her. And I thought she she was going to die. But I didn't want to watch her die without doing anything to try to save her. And, um, you know, once she got better, she's been my buddy ever since. She's not the biggest fan of strangers. Um, Anybody who's ever come to my house knows she's a normal cat. She's very testy. She's very temperamental, but she loves me. Um, you know, she follows me around the house. She meets me at the door when I come home. Um, if I go take a shower, she lays at the foot of the shower. If I take a bath, she lays on the side of the bathtub. Um, it doesn't matter. She follows me everywhere. She listens to me. Like, she's just, I don't know, she's my cat, I guess. And um, recently, um, I, there was a day that I was very sick, and um, I decided to take, like, a hot bath um, to ease, like, the cramps and stuff. And when I got out of the bathtub, I wasn't able to, to like, drain the tub and everything because I was sick and i just kind of crawled from the bathtub into my bed. And during this time, her being the curious little cat she was, she ended up falling into the tub because she didn't expect there to be water in the tub. And um because i was also sick, i had a hard time, you know, trying to dry her and like brush her and all of these things. So i didn't do the best job of grooming her after she fell into the tub. So after a couple of weeks passed, um, it's been about a month since this happened, I noticed that she started to get a lot of matting in her fur. And I think it may be from uh, the poor grooming job I did after she fell in the bathtub. And so I've been having a lot of trouble getting the mats out of her fur for the past uh, couple of weeks. And now you know, it's to the point that she doesn't want me to brush her because it hurts. So I called, um, you know, a groomer and they referred me to another groomer and they referred me to a vet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, people kind of passed me around into circles until I found a vet who was willing to um, basically shave the mats out of her fur so that it can grow back healthy and not cause problems. Uh, just for... And FYI, um, when cats fur mats, it mats really close to their skin and it's not good for them because one, they will try to groom it and they go into over grooming. um, And two, it irritates their skin. It can cause like tears in their skin and infections and things like that. So I just really wanted her to go back to being normal. So I made a vet appointment to get this done for this past Friday and um, as I was preparing for it, I had to find like her records um, and I haven't found a vet since I've moved into this new location. Um, I'd gotten her like a three-year rabies vaccination, so she didn't need to go to the vet all this time and so I hadn't really worried about it. Well, it turns out her rabies shot was actually expired. It expired last like September or November, sometime late 2018. And so um when I talked to them, you know, they said they would give her a new rabies vaccine as well because um they don't I mean you just don't like to work on animals that don't have their vaccinations up to date. It's probably not good for the vet or whatever. So I took her to the vet um Friday afternoon and um there was a mix up with the person at the desk. They didn't really understand um the process for the grooming situation and, you know, everything that would take. Basically, they would have to sedate her because, you know, she's not going to like it. Um, And in order to get her to cooperate, she needs to be, you know, calm and asleep um, and not fighting. So they couldn't sedate her that late in the afternoon because of, you know, they have to do blood work. They have to, you know, monitor the cat and make sure they're okay. It's just a lot of things into it. So they told me they could give me the rabies shot and that um, I would have to bring her back for the grooming situation, you know, and they were like, well, you know, we'll, we'll give you a discount. We won't charge you for the second office visit because, you know, it was their fault and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I was like, okay, fine. So I got her rabies shot and I brought her home. And within I don't know, maybe five to 10 minutes of me getting her home, she threw up and then she kept throwing up and she threw up, I don't know, maybe five times within like 30 minutes of me, 30 minutes to an hour of me getting her home. And that's not normal. Um, I Like I said, I've had her for almost nine years. I've had pets all my life. I have never, ever seen an animal react like that to a rabies shot um and so i was like freaking out she wasn't acting like herself and um, i haven't seen her like that since she was a tiny kitten and um it was very different because when she was a tiny kitten i had never seen her personality so there was always a chance that that was just how she was as a cat Um, now that i've known her for the time that i've known her I was in a full blown panic. So I called the vet back. The vet agreed that that wasn't normal. I had to take her back, and they ended up giving her medication for an allergic reaction to the vaccine. So when I brought her home again, um, she had stopped throwing up and everything, but she was just not herself. She wasn't really moving around, she wasn't, you know, happy clearly. Um, she wasn't eating. Well, she couldn't eat for a while, but when I did allow, you know, when she was allowed to eat, she didn't start eating. And, you know, I was just really worried. So she curled up in a chair. I let her do that. And, um, you know, I fell asleep for a very short time and then I woke up and she was meowing. And so I went to her and, um, you know, she was just really, really slow. You could tell that, I mean, they gave her Benadryl, which if you've ever had Benadryl, it does make you a little drowsy. Um, but we as people know what we've taken and what's happening to us. Her as a cat, she didn't understand. So she was kind of like fighting sleep. And, you know, she was kind of woozy. And um, she couldn't, she wasn't eating. She was drinking a little bit sometimes. She basically wet up her whole face trying to drink the water. Um and you know you could tell that she was just scared and i was scared for her so i was up all night just sitting on the floor with the cat and you know just talking to her and i was just like you know it's going to be okay you're going to be okay um you know and of course i was praying for her because that's what i would do for a person too and um as she started to get better and, she start, and I started to not have to worry about her as much. You know, she came, she laid down like she normally does. She sprawled out on her back, feet up to the sky. Um, and she started to sleep. I still didn't go to sleep because I was watching her to make sure she kept breathing and because I was just worried about her. And the whole experience made me think about a lot of things so for one i have a friend who just had a baby and um there were some medical complications with the baby when the baby was born and so i know that she's been going through a lot with her baby and um knowing how worried i was about my cat and it's it's a cat um i just felt so much for her and i i cannot begin to fathom what it's like, um, to have a child that is sick or that, you know, like there's nothing you can do. You can't help them. And, you know, they don't know what's going on. You can't soothe them. You can't um, comfort them. I just, you know, that kind of broke my heart. And then, um, I started to think about how, you know, obviously from a parental standpoint that is how God is with us both for physical ailments and spiritual ailments so there are times when we are we are in sin or we're just sick we have the flu we have the cold the common cold or whatever and God is literally just sitting on the floor beside us trying to comfort us and Sometimes we, you know, reach out and hug him, and sometimes we're just sitting there struggling on our own. And it just made me think, like, of all the times that, you know, I may have been sick, and God has just been there watching over me, and how he would have felt. Because God has infinitely more love and infinitely more compassion. Than I do as a person. And so I can just imagine him looking down at all of us, at the entire race of humanity, and seeing, you know, people going through the things that they're going through um, and struggling with the things that they're struggling with and feeling like, you know, like, I just wanna help you, let me help you. And, you know, sometimes we're rejecting that help. But even when we're accepting it, you know, that time that it takes for you to get from point A to point B, that time that it takes you to, you know, kick that habit or whatever the case may be, and that joy that he feels when you are better, when you are well, the joy that he will feel when we, re- we reunite in heaven. And I just think that that is a very, very powerful thing, um, Alright guys, so that was me in the wee hours of the morning, getting my mind absolutely blown by the Holy Spirit revealing how much God cares for us and how much He loves us and, um, you know, just how He looks out for us and how He probably feels watching us as we struggle through life. And, um, you know, in the beginning I quoted Uh, some verses from John 11 where Jesus comes to raise Lazarus from the dead and um, it talks about him weeping and seeing um, the people around him sad made him sad and you know just knowing that level of I don't know commitment of love of concern it just touched me a lot and I wanted to share it with you guys because I think being able to feel that for other people, for other life, um, be it a pet or somebody else's pet, be it you know your friends, your family, a child, um, you know I think that is a beautiful reflection and a beautiful reminder of who he is and why he created us and, you know, seeing his image reflected in us. And so, uh, yeah, I had to share it with you guys. Um, For anybody who is wondering, uh, Bubbles is doing great now. She's actually sitting in my lap as we speak. And I don't know if it was this, you know, vet visit, and the effects on her health or what, but she's actually letting me pick out some of these mats, which is surprising. So that's great um, because I definitely don't want her to have her sedated now that I've experienced that. So hopefully she'll let me pick out all of the mats. Um, but while I continue to try to groom this cat, which is worse than grooming my own hair, um, Yeah, so don't forget to subscribe, and thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you guys next time. Hopefully, I will be talking about what I plan to talk about, but you never know. The Holy Spirit might have something else in mind. You can find the transcript for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com slash a father's love. See you guys next time.